0: Welcome to the Entertainment Inquisition. Have you ever wondered why a Christian character in a movie or TV show is depicted the way that they are? Have you ever questioned how true different religious practices are in entertainment? Do you really like pop culture and want to learn more about it? Well, then this podcast is just for you. Hi, I'm your host, Allison Steinkamp. I'm a student in religious studies at Iowa State University, and I love movies and TV shows. I'm really excited to begin sharing this podcast series with all of you, and I hope that you enjoy it as much as I do. In this introduction episode, I want to talk about the purpose behind my podcast and a little bit of the history of Christianity and films. Growing up as a Catholic, I was constantly exposed to religious media in many forms. But one thing I always noticed is that Christian-made movies are usually super cringy, and movies or TV shows that are made by the secular world and have Christians in them are usually really demeaning or they mock Christianity. So when my professor told me that I would have to make a final project for my religion and pop culture class, I knew that I wanted to investigate how Christians are portrayed in entertainment and why. How do I start finding answers to my question? Well, I did what every college student does. I Googled it. So after searching Christians in the movies and sorting through all the articles about Christian Bale that came up first, I didn't really find any articles that were helpful. So, I did what a real researcher does. I used the advanced search feature on the University Library website. Now, this did actually help me find some information. When filmmaking first became a reality, lots of producers turned to Bible stories. There were two main reasons for this, as Peter Dans talks about in his book, Christians in the Movies. The Bible was filled with lots of memorable, dramatic stories. And because of all the publicity that had accumulated over 2,000 years of people reading the Bible... Making these stories into movies was a no-brainer. Between World War I and World War II, Christianity was respected in films. Religion provided comfort and stability to an unstable nation. After World War II, filmmakers and moviegoers alike still respected Christianity in films. Yet, directors and producers wanted to push the limits on other movies. Before the war, both the Motion Picture Production Code and the Catholic Legion of Decency fought to eliminate sex and drugs for movies but the 1960s brought a wave of social change that drastically changed the public sphere of sin. Some of these changes included the Supreme Court ruling on Roe v. Wade, which began a movement called the Christian Right, rock and roll music, and a greater presence of secularism or a detachment from religion in the movies. The portrayal of the Catholic Church greatly changed during the 1960s also, and this change came directly from the Vatican. Or should I say, Vatican II. On December 8th, 1965, the Vatican II Church Council officially closed and changed many Catholic practices to the way that Catholicism is mainly practiced today. Before this council, Catholics would abstain from meat every Friday, fast overnight before going to Mass the next morning, and Latin was the language that Mass was set in. After Vatican II, Catholics only had to abstain from meat on Fridays during Lent, there was only a fast for the half an hour before Mass starts, and in the United States, English became the language of the Mass. Because of these changes, vocations to religious life drastically dropped, families began to attend Mass less and less often, and many Catholics stopped receiving the Sacrament of Reconciliation regularly. Now, you're probably wondering, how did this change how Catholics are viewed in movies? Well, most all of these changes affected the main trademarks of Catholics in movies. No more Latin Mass, they can eat meat on Friday, people don't go to confession regularly. What makes them much different than any other Christian from the outside anymore? Additionally, the Catholic Church changed its own view on movies at this time. The Catholic Legion of Decency was created in 1933 to tell Catholics which movies they can and can't watch. Movies were rated as A, B, or C. A meant that a movie was morally unobjectionable, B meant that the movie was somewhat morally objectionable, and C was a condemned movie. Catholics could use their own discretion about viewing A or B movies, but watching a C movie was considered to be a sin. However, this all changed when Pope Pius XII wrote an encyclical called The Miranda Perosis that came out in 1957 and emphasized encouraging good movies and not condemning bad ones. I know that I, just like every other kid in the world, doesn't like to be told what I can't do, so I'm assuming that the C movies became the most popular with Catholic rebels, and Pope Pius' response was to not make movies condemned and they wouldn't be so sought after anymore. I know what you're thinking, Allison. We're still in the 1960s, and you've already been talking forever. So let's get to the present day. As Americans have become more and more wealthy and secure, the need for attending church and practicing a faith that seems restrictive by secular standards has gone down. The United States has become a more secularist nation in the recent years. But religion still persists in the media. Americans want to have equal shares with respect to material issues such as equal taxation and access to education, but also honor distinctiveness in matters of the heart and soul, as Bernard Beck talks about in his article, Has Anybody Seen My Old Friend Jesus? Essentially, this means that Americans actually like to see cultural differences outside of the political sphere. Early Christian stories, such as The Greatest Story Ever Told, or Ben-Hur, the original one, did not offend most viewers despite the Christian themes. Liking these movies did not mean that someone was condemning other religions. Movies like My Big Fat Greek Wedding challenge social issues related to religion, like mixed marriage. More recent Christian movies come under lots of scrutiny because these movies are talking about some crazy important stuff. Salvation, transformation, and eternal life. How was God portrayed in these movies? God was first seen interacting with humans through angels in the form of ordinary humans, like in It's a Wonderful Life and Angels in the Outfield. More recently, God himself has been seen as a normal guy or Morgan Freeman, in movies like Bruce Almighty and Evan Almighty. Audiences have not had any problems with these depictions of God, but what really grinds people's gears is portrayals of Jesus. I think it's really interesting that there is such a differing level of concern between the two. Movies can't make jokes about Jesus, or audiences just hate the movie, as can be seen in The Outrage After Life of Brian was released. There are some movies and TV shows that Christians really like Jesus in, such as The Passion of the Christ and the more recent TV show The Chosen. How are Christians depicted in entertainment? Fundamentalist Christians are usually depicted negatively as charlatans and mean hypocrites. Protestant groups have actually disappeared from movies, with the exception of a pastor at a wedding. And like we were all expecting, Catholics are the most common Christian group to be shown in movies and TV shows. Early films were favorable of the faith, but more recent media is disparaging. What is actually the most interesting thing about this is that many of the films that ridicule Catholicism are made by cradle Catholics who have fallen away from their faith in some form. Throughout this podcast series, I'm going to continue to investigate these depictions of Christians in entertainment and tell you all about it. I'll be watching movies like The Da Vinci Code, Fireproof, God's Not Dead, The Sister Act, The Prince of Egypt, and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I'll also be watching TV shows like Duck Dynasty, Jane the Virgin, The Chosen, The Office, The Good Place, and The Big Bang Theory. Thank you all for listening, and I invite you to subscribe to The Entertainment Inquisition and continue to learn about Christians and pop culture with me. Bye!